Hello, everyone. Welcome to Skeets Up Podcast. Uh, welcome to another month, month of uh, Helly Goodness. So today, uh, it's going to be a great day. It's uh, very cold where I'm located, but for sure not very cold, probably where you're located. So today, we're just going to start by saying hi to everyone. So, uh, Mr. Wynn, say hi. How's it going, eh? Hey, nice. Can't, uh, can't miss that Canadian hi. It never gets old. Absolutely. All righty. Uh, Mr. Uh, Moradiejos, a uh, Floridian, go ahead and say hi. Say hi, Mr. Moradiejos. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. And today we have, again, a very special guest host from uh, the Freefall RC lands. We have Steve. So, Steve, say hi. What's up, guys? All righty. I and, feel so um, special. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you, you take are. the short bus to school? Yes. No. <laughs> no, I had the long bus because I sat in the back and we had this one road where I would bounce, you know, on a seat because it would toss us in the air, you know. Fun <laughs> stuff you back then. So you were the one of the ones that started the food fight all the time. No, no, no. No, no food. <laughs> Maybe fist, but no food. <laughs> oh. righty. We used to have okay. food fights on our bus all the time and it was always started by the guys in the back. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, go ahead, Javier. Alrighty. So I guess that why don't we jump right back on what we've been doing up lately, which on other podcasts used to be called, you know, what what you've been doing the last week. But of course, for us, it's been the last month. So uh, I'll see the I'll call them as I see them. And the very first one that I see here on the list is Darren. So go ahead. Man, I think I always go first, don't I? I think so. I think that actually Discord always yeah. puts them on the on the on the next on the on the same order. I thought that it would put them on like alphabetical or how they join, but no. Now that you're that you're saying it, I think you'll always go first. Yeah. So why not get somebody else to go first today? I don't want to go first. Okay. I know I'm whining. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mister Weiner. So let's go with uh, Mister Floridian Moradiellos. Oh man, I could feel the jealousy from here, man. You know, it was <laughs> it was pretty cold today. I actually had to wear a sweater. It was seventy seven degrees today. Ooh. Oh my gosh. Do you know I have a forecast of minus ten and one on Tuesday, I think? Oh my gosh. No, that's sir, I don't know what that's like at all. i <laughs> anything I go running anything lower than fifty. So I haven't been much pretty much uh been doing much of anything in the hobby since the New Year's. Uh, actually, no, it was the 31st that I dumb thumb, not once, but twice my brand new world champions editions kit. Twice? So, same day. Like I had all the parts to fix it and then I did it again. <laughs> what um, are you doing that you did it again? Nice. The very stupid things. That's all I want to say. That's oh, come on. Now you doing. really got to tell us. <laughs> I hit, I actually hit, um, so the first time was I made a boo-boo and I forgot to lock tight the little ball on the tail control rod Ooh. on the tail box side, right? You know, that little ball, that little. So I forgot that one. and But I made it and flew it like four times perfectly and it flew so freaking good. Like locked in, no, absolutely no auto trim. Like it was just perfect from the get-go. Like I was super happy. I've done and similar. Get, and I... And then the next day, the first flight of the day, you know, just taking it easy. I'm not trying to set the RC world on fire. I'm just trying to have a good time. 
and I come off a funnel and it was just holding like perfect, just like probably one of my best funnels ever. It was just straight. You could draw a line in the sky with it and it was just perfectly leveled, like just nice. And I came off of that. I went in, went into some backwards flying and all of a sudden I had a tell thing. I'm like, "Uh Oh, what is that? And then I had no tail control. So I hit throttle hold. And I wasn't high enough like I usually am. And then I just ate it. Mm. So there was that. Uh, then then my friend Fernando, you guys probably have seen him in some of my posts. He's, I think he loves building helicopters more than he does flying themselves, right? So he's like, just go get your parts, and I'll start taking apart, right? Well, Fernando's really great at building helicopters, but he's really good at busting balls when I forget something, right? So he reminded me that I didn't lock tight like five screws. And that was all me. It was all my fault. I acknowledge Ooh. it. Um, and it's kind of embarrassing, too, for, for you to... Come on, after, Frank. These are like after so many mistakes. <laughs> yeah, after so many years of building so many helicopters, right? Right. With so many mm-hmm. different brands. Like, it shouldn't be an issue, right? Well... So the irony of it that the five bolts that weren't like that, two of them had to do with the tailcase. So I wouldn't, I've never, uh, not the tailcase, but um, the box holding the, the boom supports. Um, and then just some odd ones here. A couple frame sides, right? Nothing a big deal. Nothing that can't be fixed. Now, I'm more embarrassed of the second one than I am the first one. The second one was I accidentally hit throttle hold in the middle of flight, and I couldn't recover. Ooh, that sucks. I've done that before. Yeah, yeah, that bothered me. It's like knowing, like, God damn it, Frank, you know better than this. Mm-hmm. And you know, my friend uh, Herman, he's like, "Oh, Frank, you know, it could be a switch. It doesn't happen often." I'm like, uh, "I don't know, man." And but yeah, that was that was it. That was on the thirty first. I spent. That afternoon, ordering parts from Cajun Aircraft. Check them out for all your XL power needs. That's my freebie of the free one of the day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah, and I got all the parts then, and I'm just waiting to get to it and start rebuilding it back up again. So, I had years ago when I bought my T Rex 800. And I built it all nicely, and I spent my whole time going and make, trying to make sure I built it up really nicely and everything like that. And went to maiden it, and on the four, it was maiden maiden flight day, the fourth flight that it was ever on, and I'm it was flying fantastic, just like what you're saying here with your helicopter. And all of a sudden, I was just doing straight forward upright flight is all I was doing. And all of a sudden, it just slowly just started sinking and started going down and going down. And I'm giving it more collective, and it's not coming up. It just keeps going down and down. And it ended up in uh, in the moat that surrounds our RC flying field, which will actually come into play when I talk about my last month, too. But anyways, and yeah, turns out what happened is the elevator servo, mm-hmm. I forgot to put Loctite on the screw that holds the arm on. Wow, wow. Screw backed out. <laughs> yep. 
So I know exactly where you're coming from with that forgetting to put Loctite on there. So I was trying to understand what made me do that. And the problem is that lately I've been stretching out these builds. Before I would just sit together and in one day do six, seven hours. After two days of those, you could usually get your Hallies pretty, you can get it built pretty well. But lately I've just been like, okay, I'll put 20 minutes in today and I'll get this stuff done. And I'll get this stuff done. And, you know, after a month of trying to work on this helicopter, you're going to forget some shit. Yeah. So that's my new thing. And to try to improve on, you know, it happens. Mm-hmm. It was a good lesson I learned. I, I got to tell you that I really am enjoying this 5024 Scorpio motor yeah. for the five flights that I got to fly it. It has all the balls in the world. Jesus Christ. Nice. I'm very excited about that size. Nice. And that's uh, that's pretty much been it for me. You know, I haven't been doing any planking. Actually, I haven't flown in two weekends in a row. That doesn't happen often. Getting decent wow. for heli-wise for Christmas? Uh, what did I get? Um, I bought some used stuff, nothing, and as far as heli stuff, no, nothing really. My budget is no. for Excel Power is in, uh, I can order it now. I don't know what I'm going to get yet. Um, I'm thinking of an electric, a nitro, and a 550, and a bunch of parts. Cool. But I don't know yet. I usually don't make that decision until after the Chinese New Year's. Yeah. Alrighty. Yeah, that's about it for me. Um, lots of work, man. I've been working like a dog lately, man. I've been yeah, the beginning know. of the year and, you know, it's, it. I had to work this Sunday. It just isn't, um, and it was funny this past weekend, my, my wife and daughter went to visit her sister, uh, my sister-in-law and in Jacksonville. And I just stood around the house, uh, eating shit for uh, three days, except for when I was working on Sunday. Hmm. So, yeah, that's where I've been. But I'm going to fix, I'm going to fix the, actually, I'm going to swing by Mikado USA tomorrow, pick up some goodies, and uh, I'm going to fix my World Champions Editions number 69 this Saturday. (laughs) I have it flying on Sunday. Nice. nice. Heck yeah. That's so yeah, so bad. It could be better, but it could be a lot worse too. Yep. Oh yeah, it could be like me, but we'll wait until that. <laughs> the endless winner? John Snow yes. over here? Yes. Yes, I said I should change my name from John Wick to John Snow for during this during this time. It's crazy. Uh but oh well. Um so, uh, cold weather woes aside, I think now it's your turn, down. Now you're not first. Now you're going second. So, <sighs> All right. All right. Well, actually, it's been kind of eventful. So, going chronological order just before Christmas, literally only a few days after we last recorded, I went out to the field and, well, we'll say that 
the Spectre V2 is down. Oh, no. I was doing, you know, I'm, uh, I, yeah, I, I have trouble controlling my pyro flips, and I was doing it a little bit too close to the ground. And as I mentioned about the T-Rex thing, and I've talked about it before, my whole RC field is surrounded by a moat that is full of water. And it can be anywhere from, eh, we'll say about, well, actually at this time of year, the deepest part is probably about five feet deep and maybe about 20 feet wide. And, uh, yeah, I did pyro flip a little too close to the ground. I screwed it up and I hit the water full power inverted smack into the water. It literally, <laughs> it put a splash probably almost 10 feet high. <laughs> Like we've got, there's grass that grows around it and that grass is probably, eh, it probably grows about two or three feet above kind of a thing. And the water went quite high above the grass, the splash. So yeah, it, it hit the ground, hit the water pretty hard. And then of course that water is also, especially in that particular part of the moat, the water is not exactly clean. It's very, very muddy and dirty. And so it took probably, I think probably about an hour, 45 minutes to an hour of searching around our club. Actually, we have a little one man kayak that we have to try and search for stuff like that. And I was in that kayak for quite a while. It took me probably about 45 minutes to an hour before I finally found it. And yeah, it was down about four and a half feet down in the water. Oof. And yeah, and then so course, how did you so how did you find it? Did you just hit it with your oar or something? Yeah, that's literally what I had to do with the kayak paddles. I literally would just probe down to the ground, down into the bottom, and see if I could feel something hard. And it's like, and you know, I knew pretty close to where it was. Uh, you know, the biggest thing was I didn't know the distance away from me. I was wrong on the distance. It was actually closer to me than I thought it was, but it was kind of, kind of right in the middle of the moat at the bottom. And, uh, yeah, you just hit it, go down with the paddle and just start feeling around and see if you can find it and feel it. And, uh, actually there's currently a, there's actually currently a Nimbus that's in that moat right now too. It's been in there for most of the summer, most of this year, actually, and one of my club fellow club members went and lost his Nimbus in there and he has no idea where it went in. No clue at all. He just suddenly lost track of it and it went in. But so, but I at least was paying attention and I did see where it had gone in. And so I was able to find it, but even then it's like, okay, now how do I actually hook onto it and try and bring it up yet too? And the only thing that we had, yeah, all that we had was just a rake. And so I had the rake with me on the kayak and started trying to hook into it. And after many, many failed attempts, finally got it back up onto the surface. And, uh, and then of course, to add insult to injury, I get the helicopter back, I throw it on the shore. And then the spot where I was, where I launched the kayak and bring it back is a little ways away. So I'll go back to where we launched the kayak and I'm trying to get out of the kayak and I lose my balance and I end up in the water. Oh no. Yeah. I was pretty upset. I was completely soaked. And of course this Damn. was you know, only like a 
a week and a half before Christmas. So it's not exactly warm weather. Fortunately, it was above freezing, but it wasn't exactly warm either. And the water was pretty cold too. And I am just so, and yeah, I was pretty, pretty miserable. And so, yeah, I just quite literally threw everything in to in the truck and drove home soaking wet. Of course, that was the other thing too, is the next day I was supposed to go visit my parents in Kamloops for their Christmas. And, uh, so here I am getting my seat nice and wet (laughs) and that's not going to take a dry quickly either. But in the end, the damage doesn't appear to be too bad. I pulled it apart. So being a former electronics technician, I used to work at a two-way radio shop and we had a customer that uh, was a houseboat company and they would drop a lot of two-way radios into the water all the time. And so with that, I learned a number of tricks on how to get moisture out of, out of electronics. And I can say with pretty confidence, the rice, is, the whole thing of rice is nothing more than old wives tale. It doesn't do a thing. Yeah, no. And oh, wow. so I have a, I have a few tricks that I use. So I, like I got home and I put that on number one priority and took the whole helicopter apart Stripped of everything down. In fact, everything actually, I haven't even looked at it now since Christmas time, unfortunately. I got to get back to it. But it looks like the tail boom is bent. The frame actually looks pretty good. The blade grip bolt or the blade grip arms are both broken or bent. Uh, I haven't actually checked to see if the main shaft and the feathering shaft are bent. I think the feathering spindle might be bent. I'm not sure about the main shaft yet. The bearings are pretty much every single bearing in there is not, doesn't feel very good. Every single bearing I've pulled out of there. As for the electronics, it looks like the speed controller is dead. Uh, when yeah. I opened it up to go and try and clean out the moisture damage, it, there were actually were a few actual blown up parts on the speed controller that were actually physically blown up. So it's shorted. Yeah, exactly. So the speed controller is pretty much dead. The flybarless controller looks like it's probably okay. I was really surprised at the servos, considering that thing was underwater for probably, you know, searching 45 to an hour for searching and another half hour to get it out. So it was probably in the water for about an hour and a half. The servos had very little moisture in them at all. Just a few, I did find a few drops and that was about it, which I was surprised and impressed with. I mean, servos are pretty, they're usually pretty airtight. And, they usually are, yeah, because they usually you know, have that rubber ceiling ring around them, right? Yeah, and so, then, like, there's also, like, that rubber ceiling thing that they put on the wires to the board as well yes. to kind of cover those up. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was pretty impressed. The servos actually were, were surprising and were drier than I thought they would be. Yeah, and uh-huh. then on the top, you got grease, and the grease will keep the water yeah. out as well, so... Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I think the servos are probably okay. I'm fairly certain the fly barless controller is probably okay, although I have not actually tested it yet. The motors, there's not usually a whole lot of problems that go with the motor. There's not a whole lot that can really go wrong with the motor when it gets wet. So yeah. I'm expecting that to be good, although the bearings definitely seem feel pretty crunchy. But those are easy to replace on the motor. And uh, so, yeah, I think... I think I actually got away pretty good with that. So 
we'll uh, we'll see. I'm gonna probably see what happens with the score with the uh, speed controller yet too. And uh, uh, you know, I've had Scorp. It's a Scorpion speed controller, and Scorpion is well. You guys know their customer service is pretty darn good with a lot of their stuff. And so I'll, I haven't had a chance to get in touch with them about it yet, but I probably will. And, uh, if it's anything like history, I'm sure they'll see what they can do to go and try and help me out. So as far as helicopter wise, that's about it. We actually are starting up our indoor flying this week. So I haven't actually done any other flying since then. I do have one cool thing for... That's more podcast related. We've got the best listeners on the planet. <laughs> so, Heck yeah. Yeah. So many of you guys know, uh, he's part of the Helihead show as well. Daryl Thorpe. He got in touch with me about some, let's face it last week or last month's podcast. There were a few issues with Frank's audio and, uh, you with know, who's? Frank, Frank, hey. I'm I'm only here for the selfie. Don't expect anything productive out of me. <laughs> and uh, there were if a few you expect and- more from me, you're you're delusional. <laughs> That's where you went wrong. Yeah, uh, exactly. You should you should have known that shit was gonna get fucked up if you put me in charge of it. All right. <laughs> Anyways, and so I got to chatting with Daryl. We you know Daryl. We know what he is. He's a you know a professional recording engineer. You know, ten time Grammy winner and recorded the He's Foo the Fighters. Man. And he is the man exactly. And Daryl, being the amazing guy that he is, put me in touch with uh, a professional plug-in company for some recording stuff, and they've hooked me up with some really cool new software so if this episode sounds awful it's because i'm terrible at editing and learn and using this new software this it really should go and help us out it's a company called isotope and they were amazing they've been helping me with and and have been awesome and i am really looking forward to going and trying out and using this software they really hooked me up and yeah, hopefully it will, it, it should, if I can use it correctly, it should quite noticeably improve the audio quality of our podcast, which is pretty amazing. And, uh, all thanks to Daryl. So yeah. And I think that I can think of that's pretty much about it other than, you know, I was kind of thinking, oh, well, that's another thing actually. So as expected, I did not renew my Mac for flying at the, any Canadian sanctioned field anymore this year. So I've been kind of eyeing my backyard and my helicopters. My, my backyard is, I think it's too small for me to do 3d in my backyard. However, it's definitely big enough, at least with the 700 anyways, but it's definitely big enough for micro. So I am probably going to go and pick up uh, a goose guy S one. I think is what I'm probably going to pick up. How much space are we talking? Uh, it's about, it's a little less than half an acre. So a little less than half an acre. You can buy yeah. half an acre. Buy, yeah. Just is that what the house is? Is, is, is that so, clear? Well, or is that including the house? 
No, that's just the clear spark. Definitely less than half. It's, well, the whole, no, including house is probably about half an acre. So the backyard itself okay. would be less than half an acre. Okay. Um, and yeah, there is also a tree that's in the way too. Okay. I was like, damn, but dude, I, I could fly 700 down. in half an acre. Well, yes and no. I could, I could probably fly the 700. I don't know if I could do 3D in there. That's just too small. I, I'm not used to such a small area for yeah. a 700. And there is a tree in the right in the middle too, right? Huh. The reason just like our couple, CH. There's a couple of reasons why I'm thinking the S1. For one, I still have the Oxy 2. So I already have a 200 class heli. And that Oxy don't crash it pretty well. Well, that's true. Yeah. Um, although I think aren't his parts are still available for it though, aren't they? I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. So for now. Yeah. For now. But I do have that. So I already have a 200 class heli and the, the S one is, you know, technically it's under 250 grams for the whole non-licensing thing. So, but I've also been kind of eyeing my scale helicopter this week too, going, you know, I could easily do upright flying with the scale helicopter in the backyard easily. And so I might go and actually try and put that thing back together and maybe fly that thing around in the backyard. So, plus I actually have not heard from any of our listeners in Washington state. So either we don't have any there or none of them like me, one of the two, because nobody's gotten hold of me <laughs> about coming down to the U S to go and fly in the Washington state area. But, uh, I still am hoping to do of, that. Why don't you get a hold so, of Mark or Augie? Those guys all. What's yeah, the closest feel to you in the U.S. there? I don't know exactly. The, I know that Snohomish is about an hour and a half away, but I do know that there are other clubs that are closer, but I don't know how heli-friendly those clubs are. So yeah. as far as helicopter clubs, I know Snohomish is, is an hour and a half drive, but that's that would be straight driving with no no problems right whereas crossing the border that's always the wild card it can be five minutes or it could be three hours across the border um and that's and that's just waiting in line before getting across the border right so that that's the real wild card there but i'm willing to do it i just got to go and find a place so and yeah other than that so i'm kind of thinking i might go and put the the scale back together anyways i've got all the parts i need so it's just a matter of getting together or sitting down and actually doing it. So, yeah. I was going to say, you know, so you really are not going to renew at all the Mac or anything. You're, you're sticking by your beliefs, which I admire. I just want to make sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, that's at that. this point, right? They made a few that. announcements and they're, they're making some, Let's just say the new president, there is a new president, and he is a very good politician. He can use an awful lot of words to say nothing at all. And he's claiming that there might be some changes in spring or improvements in spring, but he's not saying what, and he's not saying how or anything like that. So I've kept my membership with my club. So if I ever do want to fly again at the club, then all I need to do is just renew my Mac. And I can renew my Mac at any time. There's, okay. there's no, you know, you, there's no time limit as to when. So if, if, if there is something that insignificant happens then yeah, I'll go and renew my Mac and go flying again. But until for the moment, I'm to be honest, I have no interest in giving them any more of my money. I think they are, uh, they're, they're, they're just wasting my money in my opinion. And so I don't really feel like giving them any of it right now. So yeah, man. yeah. 
And if I can find a nice lo- local rogue field to fly, I'll do that too. And fly fly on my own somewhere. That's the way if to I can do find it. one. So Yeah. So who's next? Uh well let's leave me or what? Yes, let's do let's do you, Steve, since my um my update will be fairly small. So let's go with you. Okay. Um yeah, I don't know. Last month I got a an RC car. <laughs> that's actually a pretty cool one too actually yeah yeah it's a cool little um piece of history i guess the uh, six-wheeler um what is it called i forgot it was a 1977 basically a f1 car that has four wheels in the front for steering and you know four tiny wheels too they're very small yeah but yeah i got that built and i'm just waiting for paint so i'll have that How was the build? up shortly it's uh it's old <laughs> Like it's, it's very also old. It's, also it's a Tamiya kit, so it's always you know they're all not Phillips, but like they're whatever JS you know uh, Phillips type screws mm-hmm. um, into plastic. Plastic, fantastic. Uh, you know, went together really well. The servos mounted with double sided tape, which I thought was very interesting. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see how that holds up. But yeah. And, you know, and it actuates all four tires, you know, wheels in the front. And it's pretty cool. That's cool. Um, but, yeah, the, the, the build was like, I did it one night. It was super quick. It's, you know, I'm, I'm used to building complex helis. And, you know, building a Tapia kit these days seem like child's play. <laughs> so much <laughs> I want to buy, like, the uh, those 18-wheelers because those seem like they're pretty. Oh, uh, yeah, you know, those things are pretty, pretty cool. Pretty dope kits, yeah. So, yeah. but uh, beyond Actually, that. I mean, mm-hmm. to me, it was really designed for the beginner and a lot of that stuff too, right? So they purposely made a lot of their stuff pretty simple. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but these are, I think because the style of this car is, it's, it's kind of like that. It's mm-hmm. different, I guess, when you build the other kits. Like the more um, standard TT01 kits and stuff, they're they're pretty fun builds, you know. Everything's like double wishbone suspension, four-wheel drive, and all these shafts and all this stuff. You got to build all the diffs. So it's yeah. kind of an interesting build, but... Um, but yeah, this one is like, there's no diff really, right? Like it's just uh, a motor right to the spur gear and the spur has like a diff built into it, but it's not much. It's not, you know, it's kind of like a couple plastic plates. So what's worse, building a diff for an RC car or doing ball links on a helicopter? Man, (laughs) good question. I don't mind doing ball links. They used to be a pain in butt, but like... I mean, I fly SAB, so I have those tools. And between the tools, like, you know, they're easy to crank down once you get them started. Um, yeah. I actually, when I build my um, links, I use grease. I put grease in them so that way I can turn mm-hmm. them, you know. It helps cut the threads into the plastic, so it helps get, you know, the initial bite and go through. And then once it's in there, the grease helps it, like, turn without popping the links off, you know, on your turnbuckles and stuff. So Okay. Yeah, and, you know, if you're going to strip them, you're going to strip the plastic regardless of the grease, so it doesn't matter if there's a little grease in there. But, yeah, going back to, uh, let's see, what else I did is, uh, heli-related is I ordered a shit ton from BK. And I don't know about you guys, but, like, I'll I'll, I'll fly, and I'm like, oh, man, this helicopter needs some maintenance. Okay, I'll, I'll order some stuff, put it aside. And we're like, oh, okay, you know, the next weekend you crash. You're like, oh, shit, okay, I crashed, so now i got to start ordering some parts for that, and and, you know, when you crash, I, I visually look at the helicopter and be like, okay, I need, like, at least these things to start off with. I probably have the rest of my parts. And then, you know, come when I'm I'm actually starting to work on the helicopter, you know, this is bent and that's bent. And 
I need this and oh, I had to drill that out because that stripped out. So now, you know, I need to get another pulley and this thing and that thing. And it was like, damn, I guess I got to put another order in. So you put another order in and then, you know, two days later, you're like, oh, wait, but that 580, I got to put an order in for that thing. I got to do some maintenance. And I put that order in. So, um, you know, so in the last like two weeks, I probably put in four orders with BK. <laughs> And getting some parts in and you know i need a servo for that rc car of course so that was another order you know but um yeah so i ordered a bunch of stuff and i'm starting to get some parts in i got my parts for the 500 got some new booms and canopy color schemes on my tryout so that should be interesting um beyond that i got the parts i needed for my 580 in that was the other order and got that fixed today so i worked i did do some wrenching on helis today and then I got a Neo in, which was back ordered probably about a month or so. And it's the OG Neos, the, uh, I don't know, they're not version ones, but the non-Evo Neos. Mm-hmm. And it's the last one, um, last stocking of these Neos that are going to come into the States. So, I was, you know, I was like, let me get one last one, you know. I have a V1, you know, I have a Lynx case sitting on, on my little parts wall anyways. So I need a Neo for that. So I ordered one and I finally got it in. I haven't even opened it yet. I'll probably won't open it until I need a to until I have another helicopter that uh, I need it for. But you know, just to stock up. Keep it for posterity purposes. Yeah. yeah sell it when you know. sell it for a thousand dollars in a few years. <laughs> <investment>. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, no. During the next COVID, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, what's his name has all of them. <laughs> but uh, anyways. Uh, um let's see what else what else i flew i flew pretty much every weekend or or so uh nice. but last weekend you know i concentrated on on nitros i, I did bring an electric out and, and i flew uh three packs of my maniacs 12s packs that i got from 2021 i had to put that post up because i was looking at these packs and i'm like shit i got this pack when i did the review and i'm looking at the other two and it's like that's that's as urcha now soon after urcha i'm like these are all from 2021 and I've been flying them, you know, every, every other weekend, every, you know, and you know, my raw 700 and my black thunder, like I just switching in every heli that, like, that can support it. And yeah, you know, hundreds and hundreds of cycles. And, and these things are like, they're not puffy. They're still great output on it. Um, getting still five, five minutes plus on my flight times at 19, you know, 80 on the raw. So yeah, it's working real good. Um, but nice. beyond that, of course, you know, I had my two nitros. I had a 700 raw converted uh, HD, and I also had my 580. And oh my god, between those two helicopters, like ugh, nitro is just a shit. Like I don't understand. I don't understand how people don't like it. Like I understand the dirty <coughs> part. That's a stone at me. I, I, mean, I understand the headaches of the, you know, rah, 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 starting, 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 won't start. You know, oh, glow plugs this, oh, fuel regulators clog this. All that shit, yes. But when it runs and you're flying and I'm literally landing, start stop the engine. I, I don't even turn off, like, I don't even disconnect the battery. I just refuel it. I reset the timer and I start it back up and take off. And I do three to four flights back to back like that. And I'm just like, you know, no charging, no nothing. I'm running a small little Maniacs 2500 receiver pack and, and that thing will give me... 
four or five flights with no issues, you know, without any drop in voltage and stuff and performance. And it's just like, oh man, freaking nitros. Like, why does it have to be so expensive for this fuel? Why does it have to be, I don't know, like whatever, $8, $10, a glow plug. Like, why does everything have to be so damn expensive? But it's just when it flies, $10 it flies a glow? so good. Yeah, $10 a glow plug. Yeah, whatever it hurts. It, it, it hurts, yeah. It's a lot. Especially when you're like, when you burn one because they're like, you got a little, whatever, a little RTV or something in your engine. And yep. It's like, fuck, it's my glow plug. But yeah. Yeah. It's just, oh my God, it's such a, it's, I, I guess that's why. It's so damn good that they have to make it expensive. They have to make it hard for you. Because <laughs> if you, if it wasn't, then everyone would be flying it. It's just, ah, oh, so good. Well, Anyways. it used to be that everyone was flying it. Well, they were forced it's addicting. to. It's addicting. It's, it's addicting. Like, it is. You know, like. It is like if you go if you go out there with just a gallon, I know I'm going to burn through that, and I get yeah. then I get nervous halfway through. It's like am I gonna, am I going to be able to fly anymore? You know, do I have enough fuel? Is my RX pack gonna you know mm-hmm. is it gonna starting to charge again? Like it's addicting. Like nothing nothing to me is better than having a a seven hundred size nitro. And soon soon I'll be saying a five fifty size nitro, but yeah, five fifty seven hundred size. I got the mo. Actually, I have a motor and and pipe for my, for my Nimbus when it when it comes out. Um, in case anybody asks, it's still in the works. We're still working on it. We're making it better. We're trying to catch all the issues before they become before we become them on Good. the nine. You guys are doing the beta testing and not the you know the community, not the customer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, I used to get really mad at comments like that, but now I laugh at them <laughs> <laughs> because mean, it happens. It happens. Fuck, shit of, ha- every company does it here and there, you know, yeah. whether they they want to or not, or just rush it. But it happens. The worst is one design problem that you could have fixed during the de- during yeah. the design, yeah. right? If no, it's a production problem, it happens. It happens. The real worst is when they don't admit it, and then they're like, "Okay, you can buy this upgrade. It'll fix it." Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I um, but yeah, man, nitro is it's addicting. It really I, is. I can't, just yeah. the flight performance, it just feels so much different. And I'll be honest, like my electrics, they scare me. They're just too much power. They're just too much. They're just too fast. It's just they're just too much for me. When I fly nitro, just like, it's the perfect balance of power and weight, and and it gets a little bit lighter, just that enough that like your maneuvers just snap at the end, and you're just like, whoa. What? Why is it stapping more? Why does it feel so much more locked in? It's because it just got that little bit lighter, and that's all it needed. It's just, it's so good, so so good, mm. dude. And the hang time with the autos, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, let's yeah. bring Javier back. So yeah, I flew my electric, and it was fun. It had a lot of power, and it was so quick and scary. I mean, good. <laughs> hey, Javier, nice, you nice. You there? Okay. Yeah, I I woke up. I woke up. Uh, all right, I, go. <laughs> I, I'll be honest. I'm not. I mean, I'm not opposed to nitro, but I'm not. A, I have no interest in it. Like partly because I'm really good at blowing them up too. Right, the engines. I'm I'm terrible at tuning. But you, you I, know, so am I. I'm I leave just, mine stock needles, two and a half, one and a half. I just run it like that, and it runs fine. Even still, I, I like. I have flown a couple of other people's helicopters out of nitro. Mm-hmm. But I just I don't know. It just never really grabbed me that way. I don't know. Maybe it's you partly my fly. flying style. You need, you need to have one yourself. It's like flying someone else's. Even if you go six flights with it, it's not the same. I just, 
I think when you own one and with those engines, I mm-hmm. I have nightmares of trying to tune those. Just those just get an OS one hundred five and don't things. tune it. Don't tune it. Oh. Two and a half, one and a half. Leave it there. Just just if yeah, if it's running rich, mess. just give it more. Just give it more collective. <laughs> just give it more. It'll want. It'll burn that fuel up. The mess and that nitro all over thing, everything in your hands. I mean, I don't mind. Seventy percent isopropyl it, alcohol in a spray bottle. You just, spray the whole uh, heli down, and and then you can wipe it down, and you'll be and the mess will be it. gone. With my electrics, I don't have to do that. I just fold I the know. plates up and put them away. But I mean, you know, it's like <laughs> I'm lazy. There's worth to it. There's worth to it. <laughs> I'm lazy. And plus, you know, think about it. If there's so much grease on the helicopter when it hits that water, it might actually survive. <laughs> it's a little bit more waterproof. Yeah, exactly. The grease will help the water repel. <laughs> oh shoot! Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Oh <laughs> uh, boy, too soon? No, right? No, no, that was like thirty soon. minutes. That was a good one. Down. I, 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 I'll, I'll. You got me that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it doesn't. It doesn't hurt any less than it hurts me. <laughs> oh anyways uh, go on Steve. alrighty so is that it then yeah what you got Javier okay so um, uh, uh, I know this is a heli podcast but um, oh my gosh I haven't Uh-oh. been doing much in the hobby um, I mean I have been doing my Gundam. sim sessions Gundam and uh, I've been doing my sim sessions, but there is something that arrived around Christmas that has me hooked a little bit, and I haven't been doing much at all. So, um, you know, and at Christmas, basically what happened is that I asked my wife for a gift, and you know you know how things pop up on your YouTube feed? So, you know, these things called Gundam up- appeared on my feed, and they were really cool plastic model kits to assemble, they looked cool, so I asked my wife for one, so she gave me one. I was so amazed with it that, you know, I asked everyone I know to gift me one. So I ended up with five, and I started building them, and I, I'm i absolutely enthralled with it. I, uh, I discovered there's a whole community, you know, similar to the Heli community, there's a whole Gundam community that paints these things, that goes crazy with them, customizes them, you know, I... I I won't go there. This is just like a, you we're know. losing Javier. <laughs> nah, this yep. is just not a, a cold weather hobby. He's giving um, up Ellie's. <laughs> yeah, he's, oh, no. he's not going to fly out at all this year. Yep. Ah, uh, no, exactly. no, 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 not at all, not at all. I have my plans. I have my spreadsheet. As soon as uh, as soon as I have uh, you, you know, I get my my IRS refund around February, and I get my bonus from work around March. So I already have plans, uh, nice. you know, rebuilding everything. So I have my spreadsheet with everything that I need to get the Kraken up and going. So, yeah, I mean, those plans remain. Uh, those plans remain. And these things, you know, these things are cheap. And besides, you know, I basically just got them all for free. I just bought like a couple of them for like 20 bucks on Hobby Lobby or something like that. So it hasn't been really tolling. In, and it's been it's been enjoyable so far. Um, I I I really liked it so far. But you know it's uh, it's gonna it's gonna fade away as soon as I'm able to get some parts for my helis, and as soon as weather cooperates again and allows me to fly without freezing my fingers, 
and I'll be back. Um, as soon as, you know, I've run out of kits right now, so I'll probably start flying the sim again uh, until I get a, probably one or two more kits, and that'll probably be it for the season, you know, cold weather season, and um, I'll be back at, at it uh, coming next uh, next season. I'm really looking forward to, to be honest with you, to, to go back to the fun flies. I, you know, closed the year last year, as I commented, uh, you know, I closed uh, last year with a bang, with uh, the best the the best time that I've flown in a very long time. So I'm really much looking forward to feeling that again, you know, to to enjoying the hobby as much as I enjoyed it the last time that I flew. So uh, I just need to make sure that everything every, everything is back in flying condition. Um, you know, as you know, as as you remember uh, the. The, the ESC on the 500 died, so I have a plan to, you know, to move around my ESCs to to avoid having issues with overamping. So I have a whole plan, I have a whole plan, but it's just going to take some time until I can uh, gather up the funds, basically. But it's good because, you know, I'm not flying anyways during this season. So You um, are allowed to fly during this season. I know, but I, I, you know, I don't like it. You know, the last time that I did it, I don't know how many years ago it was. I flew actually on the snow and, you know, it was not enjoyable at all. You know, I, I did it, I flew, but I didn't enjoy it. You know, the, the, the battery didn't, didn't last as long. My fingers were freezing. I know that I could, I could try to buy one of those, you know, glove, heated glove thingies, but I don't know. It, it, it doesn't feel right. You know, still my face would be freezing. So, you know, I, I don't like it. I mean, it's uh, it's a hobby, <laughs> and uh, you know, I I I want to enjoy it. You know, I want to I want to enjoy it. Uh, be out with friends and fun flies, be enjoying the nice weather, and you know, just having fun. So that's that's what I get out of the hobby. So unfortunately, I live in an area that doesn't co- cooperate with me. <laughs> uh, you know, several months of the year, but you know, I try to find something else to do. You know, I, I know a guy who's a counselor. And one of the things that one of his favorite sayings is boys make excuses, men make changes. And I'm hearing an awful lot of excuses here right now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I did make changes. I did make changes though. You know, I started. I don't know. I'm talking about flying. I'm talking about flying. (laughs) No, you're talking about changes changes that you could make to make it comfortable. There's changes you can do to make it comfortable so you can fly it this time of year. No, I mean, you said, how, you said what changes. Was it, a few months ago, we actually had a podcast on winter stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if I if I could, trust me, if I could, I'd be building my my Kraken right now. But there's other circumstances oh, that don't allow me to do that know. either. So I think you could fly. I think you could fly. I but how many flyable fly. models? Do, how many flyable models do you have right now? Because I I want to get in this in this. Uh, Asking how many I have two <laughs> two flyable models. Two flyable models. Yes. Okay. How many no, non flyable models? Three. 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 Flyable you have three. So, sorry, three flyable models. So how many non flyable models do you have right now? Two. Okay. So you're still over. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, you could say that, yes. Uh, no, no, it's it's a fact. Um mm-hmm. so yeah, why aren't you flying again? Because it's too cold? Yes. Hey, okay. I mean, you should you shouldn't talk about this, Frank. I mean, you're hey, you're, hey, live, you're trying, you're trying a, to fly at forty degrees, and you won't you won't do it. Hey, hey, hey. I've done it. He comes I, to RCHO I, and he flies at the chill out. So yeah, I drive twelve hours to go freeze my to ass off. Colder, of, yes, to go yeah. to colder weather to fly. Yeah, <laughs> and I go. I, I don't go in the summer. I go in the 
in February and in November. So I go when there's cold. Yeah. And I and I put my hoodies up. Last time I was there, I walked in that bitch with some flip flops. So I don't want to hear it. Right. <laughs> at two at two in the morning, I walk in there in flip flops. Crazy. With, with Mojo, just dying to get a flight. I was like, dude, we can fly tomorrow. I was like, no, no, we're gonna fly tonight. No, no he doesn't. I'm like, all right, wait. <laughs> no, can't wait. We gotta fly tonight. All right, let's do it then. Yeah, but, but no, yeah. no, I can't, I can't, I can't stand it. I can't stand it. My my fingers get too numb, and I start. I stopped feeling it, and I know that. I don't know how those again, guys in Canada do it, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. crazy. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's been unseasonably warm here. Mm. Oh, yes, man. yes, and and actually, our friend from Canada does live on the warmest part of Canada. That I that I think true. About. Yes, you're right. We finally, we actually had a, uh, we actually finally had our first snowfall yesterday, and it was you say hilarious. like it's a good thing. Well. Actually, it kind of is because we rely on a lot of the snowfall to build up snow pack for summertime wa- drinking water then, really. And we, we actually, our snow pack up on the mountains is, is actually pretty low. And that's a lo- where a lot of our drinking water comes from, right? So it, we do actually need the snow pretty desperately. But it was quite funny yesterday. The My parents actually sent me a uh, a text message going, how are the roads? Were you okay? The, the news is showing everything is awful out there. And I'm sitting there at my place going, my roads are perfect. Like there's been no problems with driving. And yet, yeah, other parts of the lower mainland out here near close to Vancouver, there were people crashing their cars left, right, and center. And they're still driving with summer tires. And it was actually quite funny, actually. <laughs> Some cyber trucks. Yep. Uh, yeah. I actually saw one of those for the first time just after Christmas. Sorry to people that like them. No way you're looking. But ugly. They're ugly as shit, aren't they? But ugly truck. I'm sorry. That just, uh, yeah. It's incredibly ugly. But, anyways, that's off topic. Nothing's off topic. Tell us tell us how you really feel. Tell, tell <laughs> Augie how you really, really feel. Yeah. He just bought two. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, sorry, Augie. But, yeah, uh, it's, it's a but ugly truck, in my opinion. Anyways, go ahead off Javier. Uh well that's uh that's it from my end. Uh you know, as far as the um the the lovely uh season where you usually get gifts. And um so I, I guess we can move back into our main topic. Uh so today, unlike other months, we usually have a guest, but not this time. But it doesn't matter because we will still have uh some content. So, Steve, I know that uh, there was this whole fuss uh, that you posted something, and I think uh, that you God, he just he just, be... he just com- said my uh, my post was Jesus. fuss. Wow, just like <laughs> Jesus just Christ. Bitching, huh? Gosh. That's why I'm not on Facebook. <laughs> well, if you were on Facebook, you would actually understand what the actual thing was then. <laughs> you wouldn't be guessing. <laughs> okay, I wouldn't okay. be calling it uh, fuss either you know this is important yeah the fuzz so so let me let me go into it a little so i guess how to spawn is uh my club got a new president um my club was kind of failing and and the old president was like i don't care about this this club will shut down if i don't if you don't elect someone and some guy stepped up and i don't know this guy i don't know him from from any other person but you know one of the things that he uh, posted out to, you know, to the entire uh, club was like, here are a couple things that we want to do to improve, you know, 
the club and the field and then and you know i think it was like 30 things out of the, that they want to do like in this whole year and i'm just like okay there's a lot of shit no one's gonna want to do any of it but you know come down to like line 14 i was like oh what is this uh rotary auxiliary field hmm. rotary huh yeah for helicopters huh so you know i you know i wanted to kinda, no we don't I kind of wanted to, you know, voice my opinion and, and also gain feedback, right? Like, am I thinking in this one way because, like, I don't know. I think, you know, people who fly planes and join clubs but never actually fly the planes are, like, dirty old plankers and they just like to complain and, and bitch about things, you know? So, but what came what, what it came down to is, you know, I wanted clarification. And, and, and the clarification was that they were going to put in an... an RC Heli field on the left side of the runway. Now, this would be 90 degrees from the main flight line. And, you know, you have like the main runway and then you have like this little clearing on the left. You have like a, on the corner, there's like just a whole pack of trees. And then you have like this big opening in front of you and, and, and to the right. And they want us to fly in that left little area, which... I mean, don't get me wrong. It's still a pretty big area, and it's actually good. The sun will always be behind my back um, throughout the sky. So it's, it's actually a nice feel. But the problem is, is that I'm used to flying the main flight line, and the main flight line is about, I would say, I don't know, two-thirds to three-quarters bigger, like 300 to 400 times bigger than the heli area that they're proposing. So, And I use the whole flight line. Like, I will fly from one side of the field all the way to the other and into outer space and then back in and, and all over the place <clears throat> just because I like to use the airspace. And, you know, when I'm flying at our club, we're, we're taking turns normally. And, and um, you know, so that was the, the standard operating procedure is that, you know, we all just took turns. If, every, if, you know, if there were a lot of plankers there and they wanted to fly, like, I let them fly. Like, they can fly, like, not even just, like, you know, like everyone together doing one pattern for a little while. Like, you know, they'll do, they'll like three guys will be up there and two guys will come down. One guy still be up there and two other guys will go up and I'll let them all fly until they all come down and then I'll take my turn. But I'm not sure what this, why this was warranted of having this separate heli field. So on the hang, on the RC heli hangout, I posted um, to get, to get feedback from our fellow heli guys, right? Like, you know, and I gave, I kind of posted with three options. You know, I explained that, the, you know, this is what they're going to be doing. They're going to be putting a field on this left side, 90 degrees perpendicular from the main flight line. Um, one of the issues I have is that, you know, I've seen these airplane guys flying because there's a stack of trees in the corner. What they do is they go out, they cross the zero line or the flight line, and they scoop around in that field to come down and then come down and make an approach for your runway. So they use that field on the side as an additional, like, I can't keep the the plane, you know, <laughs> on that side of the flight line. So we allow them to cross the flight line on the left side. And now they want me to be standing there flying a helicopter while they do that. You know, it doesn't make sense to me. So, you know, the three options that I kind of proposed was like, and this is kind of going off the top of my head. So, and I did post that a, a week or so ago, but is, you know, no one flies there anyways. Like, I go there, it's like either myself or my friend Tony or John or Spencer, but like, that's it. It's three to four heli guys, and that's 
who I ever see at the field. So, you know, renew my membership, keep my mouth shut, let it go, let them do whatever they want to do, fly the main flight line anyways, because no one's ever freaking there anyways. That's option one. Option two is, you know, get the, you know, deal with it, go and fly the flight line on their left side, but potentially have people flying over my head or at me um, when they try to land. And then step three was just like, I think option three was just like, don't renew, fuck them, you know, go fly at a rogue field. Like I have a high school literally right outside my subdivision that I can use their base of their uh, football field and no one cares. Like I've done it with the 500, you know, every other day, you know, kind of deal. Um, so I could do that. And, and this, this sparked a lot of, uh, a lot of conversations on both sides. And, and I think Frank is, is one of those folks that are saying, well, you know, let them give you the field on the side and you fly there. And that way you never have to wait for anyone. Right. So Frank, what's, what's your experience with it? Because you have a, you're part of a club that has a separate heli field, right? Correct. Yeah. So at amps, we have the North and South runway. It's for the helicopter guys and the East and West is for the plane guys. Right. And the reason why I like it so much is because while I can only fly for like half the day, right. Before it gets in the sun gets in my eyes and stuff like that gets in the way. I don't have to worry about anybody from the plane side coming over and me having to wait for them. Cause that's the way it used to be at Osprey before I moved, came over to amps. Right. So mm-hmm. Osprey was the first club that I was a member of and we would have to share the runway with the plane guys. And you get like five of those guys up there and it just felt like it forever. It never came down. Mm-hmm. And to one time I just parked my nitro on the center of the runway. It's like, Oh, yeah, after you guys land, I'm going up. So no one else is taking off. <laughs> yeah. And they, it, they it, do that staggered takeoff and they just keep on flying all day, right? Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. it's annoying, you know? And it, you know, more than anything, they say, oh, go ahead, you go fly. I was like, yeah, you're you're flying a foamy and that you can barely fly. And I'm flying a, the time was it a $2,000 oh. helicopter? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, aircraft aside right like we're all there to fly so whether we fly foamies or whether we fly three thousand dollars no 100 percent, 100 percent. but yeah. there's i have more skin in the game in the air so oh, for sure yeah once yeah, yeah you, you can't even trim your plane right and you think i'm gonna be okay with you flying the same airspace that i am and i'm and i'm not just not and yeah, i'm okay so, with that i'm okay with sharing the airspace as long as we communicate like okay i'll stay high or i'm gonna come low and i'll stay low and you know whatever the main thing that i have a problem with is that often when they try to land they don't know how to land and they end up hitting people and that shit scares me when i'm flying a helicopter i don't want someone hitting me with the foamy because they don't know how to land yeah oh my god that's it scares me so much you know and it's funny it it's it's funny i got a lecture one time from the president of my club big car who's who's a fairly good human being. I, I, I'm not, I was, he's not always on my favorite to, favorites list, but he's, he's a good human being and he means well, right? He gave me a lecture about something I did, right? And I was like, okay, that's fair. I appreciate it. Thank you. And I kid you not, not even half an hour later, he does the exact same thing that he was complaining to me about. Mm. And I'm like, hey, what's going on here? Oh, Frank, I'm sorry. And then he followed up, do as I say, not as I do. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's that's great. Thank you. I yeah. appreciate that. Um, but yeah, man, it's 
I like having the separate runway because I have more control of how much flying I can get done and when I can get done. But at the same time, I bought myself planes so I could go fly on the other side when it, once it's no longer fun with the sun in my eyes. Do you think they gave you that spot because of that? Oh, they gave me that spot so I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be in the, in, in their way. Not they didn't do it out of their own goodness, out, out of the goodness of their heart. They did it to protect the their the main flight line. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the thing; they yeah, did it so that they can move you away from it. And yes, it it it, it is in your benefit f- for half a day, but not mm-hmm. all the day. You know, a hundred percent. That, that yeah. kind of sucks. You know, you pay all your dues, not half your yeah. dues. You know, what I'm that's saying? true. No, that's, that's the problem true. I have is that like if my if so you know a lot of people are like well why don't you just you know fly and then when they're not there you fly anyways and and when they're there then you can fly on the side and I'm like the problem is I don't want to have to go fly on the side like mm-hmm. I, I don't care if I have to wait my turn I'll wait my turn but as soon as I go up they wait their turn too and and if they want to go up I don't care go up go up with your foamy go up with your balls to play if it hits my helicopter sure it's gonna suck but I can fix it and it'll fly again. You know, it's it's not it's, it's not going to be a billion pieces of foam and sticks that won't be able to be glued back together without having you know an extra four hundred grams of weight, you know, of, of glue. So like, I don't care if if you want if people want to share the airspace, you know. Now don't do something stupid and hit me, and that's that's where I I get a little wary about other people in the air. Mm-hmm. Is that they get target fixation and they're looking at you, and the next thing you know, their their plane is hitting you. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Right. Yeah. Frank, the layout for your club, is it like what Steve is describing for what they're suggesting for his, where it's right off the end and then at a 90 degree? Yeah, like it's that? That, that they, they tied, they tied at, the, at, the, at the ends. The two runways tie at the end. So is, there, is that a danger then of people actually hitting you when you're flying them too? No, because once face, so if I'm flying in the east and west, which is the main runway, I'm facing north, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm flying on on the uh, heli, if I'm flying on the heli side, I am facing west. Even though the runways are north and south, so we're literally facing away from each other. Yes, but I'm thinking like if they're if you're if you're flying and somebody else is in with their airplanes coming in for a landing, is it possible they could hit you in the back or something like that? You no no no. You, they would hit you in the front because okay. you're facing the direction of landing, but you also have canopies. You it's. Have you already checked out my club? Actually, let me see if I Wait can get on they, here. They'd they'd be you're facing in the direction that they'd be landing. Well, if there if there's a northern if there's an easterly wind, yeah, because I'm I'm facing toward the west. Hmm. Okay. Let me. Let yeah, me I'm not quite it. understanding it, but because I have a question for like, I know here in Canada. If a club, uh, if a club wants to start up a new club, and they're a Mac sanctioned club, before they can do any of that, they have to actually go and take a take their area that they're in, and where they want to put the, and they have to draw out where they're going to put everything and actually design the runway or design the whole flying flight field, and that then has to get approved by a zone director. Before you can actually go and start your, you know, get approval for it to be a Mac oriented club and all that kind of thing. Now, first of all, is that a requirement in the U.S. for you guys that you have to get approval if you're starting a new club and you have to your your actual flight layout or your club layout needs to get approved kind of a thing for safety purposes and whatnot? 
No, or do you know? I don't. I don't think they care. Yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't think because I know that anything. is that is a requirement here in Canada that the crew, the, so, the flight or the the club orientation and how everything is set up has to be done according to certain safety guidelines that Mac has. Okay. And I remember years ago, back when I first became the helicopter chairman for Mac years ago, I had a, a, a somebody come up to me and say, listen, I'd like to go and put a, a helicopter flight area off to the side like that, uh, pretty much identical to what you're describing, Steve. So, and you see my this, screen? Do you see the, uh, the thing I'm sharing? No, I have it off right now. Okay. But I, I do, okay. I can turn it on. But anyways, and our, our local zone director that we had at the time was standing beside me when, when he was talking, when we were talking about this. And that zone director says, no, he says, you know what? He says, I wouldn't, and because this guy was wanting to go and do that, and he wanted me to go and approve something like that to go and say that I'd be good with that. And to be honest, I wasn't. And the zone director at the time, he says, I, I'm not a pro, uh, in favor of that either. And it's basically similar to what Steve, you're concerned about with yours, where you're you're in the you're off to the side of the flight line, but considering how guys fly, yeah, yeah you, if you look very at the easy video get hit of, in the back. Of, you yeah, know? we're not even in the back. It'd be in the front too. Just if you yeah. look at the video feed that I'm sharing, this yeah, is I'm my just field. looking at it now. So mm-hmm. if you, this little section here, where like by this acre here, is basically the runway, and yeah. this is the field that we fly in. We fly in this big, huge area. Yeah, and they want us to fly in this area and to the left here. And you see how it kind of goes off the runway, and we, I would be standing off the left runway here. While they make their, these are all trees. They would make their approach. They come down into this area and then scoop back down this way to come down. Yeah, I'm not. And they want me to stand here. Right oh, you're not. not okay. Not seeing your I mouse. I, could, I can see the picture, but I can't see your mouse. Yeah. So if but, basically left of it, you'll see. Uh, oh, I there I, I can, see your mouse. Yeah. Now I yeah, lost it. <laughs> yeah. This this area right here is basically where they want me to stand, yeah. and they're going to be flying in around in front of me into land. Yeah. It, it really makes no sense. If they're if they're landing right to left from you know uh, uh, towards your back, yeah, they could easily hit you if they're not quite in, mm-hmm. in right. Yeah, you know, especially if they go right to and left. But not only that, also is it it makes my flight line being only I mean my flight box being more of a rectangle like deeper than it is wide. Yes, and I can't fly to the left because there's railroad tracks, and that's a that's an auto depot, like a, a switching mm. for switching uh, depot for auto, uh, for automobiles. So like new, brand new cars, they come in through the train, get dropped off there, and then another train comes and picks them up. If yeah. one of my helis hits their car, ooh, that would be super bad. Yes. Like that would be AMA claim. That would be our field probably potentially getting shut down, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, because we're 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 flying into airspace we're not supposed to. You know. So, anyways, the biggest thing of this whole thing is that um, this property is actually pending for sale. So, at the end oh. of the day, I don't even, th- right here, I don't know if you can see it. Oh, yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, I don't think it's going to really matter too much because if, uh, from what I heard, there's a casino company that want to come in and uh, build a casino in this land. And if that happens, then, yeah, this airfield, this club is gone. Anyways, hmm. so yeah, that might sounds. be a remote play. But talking about this topic, though, you know, I think I think it's it, it can be good, but I think it's like I don't know. I have a feeling that it's bad intentions that they're doing it. 
and, mm-hmm. and you know, no one like no one uses a field. So we're you know, all the other guys are like, what is spawning this? Why are you are we doing this? Like what? And I think it was my fault. Oh. So one day I was at the field and some, you know, planker guy was there and I don't know. I don't, I don't know. You know, I don't go to the club meetings too often. I don't really know. And, and you know, so he was flying something and um, I think I was like testing something on the Goblin 500. And I was just like, hey, do you mind if I just, you know, hover on the right side, you know, while you fly? We could make sure, you know. And he's like, he's like, no. And I'm like, okay, no worries. I'll just wait then. And, you know, he, he uh, flew, 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 and then came down, landed, and, you know, and then I went up and I did my test, and I, you know, do whatever I do. And <laughs> come find out, this was the, this is a new president guy, right? And in his email, because I emailed saying, like, you know, why is this happening? I think this is danger to, to anyone flying on the left side. I think it's, you know... I, I stated my reasons why I, I didn't like this proposal of having an auxiliary field. Uh, one of them being that, you know, if we have an auxiliary heli field, it's going to be our primary heli field because people are going to be like, well, you have a field, so you should fly there, right? That's yeah. like that type of mentality will spread like yep. wildfire so easily. Instead of, let's share this big field so we all can have fun. No, you got that little field, it's yours, you're going to fly there because I'm flying here, blah, blah, blah. So. You know, I emailed, and one of the things he's like, you know, the reason why I I thought this was a good idea is that I remember when um, we were at the field, and and I guess you don't remember me, and I'm like, whatever, I don't remember you, fucking planker. Um, (laughs) He was like, like, you know, you, you asked if you could fly while I was in the air, and I said no. But from that moment... I felt myself like I felt that I needed to land so I can let someone that's better pilot and with a more, I don't know, performant machine or something. He said, I don't know, some shit, you know, the, the time to fly. And I'm like, oh, my God, this guy has fucking so low self-esteem that he thinks that I give a shit about his flying that like he can't fly as good as I can. So he needs to land. Like, what the fuck is that bullshit? I'm just mm. thinking in my head, like, really? So I'm like, I, I'm probably the reason why this came, this spawned in the first place. Because he saw me flying and he got fucking dick hurt about his flying st- technique or something. I don't know. He's flying an airplane. I don't care. <laughs> like, yeah. whatever. Oh, my God. So, anyways. Well, yeah. You know, that brings up for me, I think, what's a little bit of a larger topic, if we want to expand it, is... What could we do, and, and and I put this on us RC Heli guys for this, because the fact is, especially we, you know, there's a reason why we talk about the dirty old planker and all that kind of a thing, right? And that is a lot of these guys who have been around for a long time, they do have a bad opinion of of RC Heli, heli guys. And, and It's not just ways, RC Heli guys, though. Well, yeah, but it, there is a, there is yeah. an extra thing I, towards I, I, helicopters. There really is. And, and, and I think a lot of, some of it, I don't think is actually unwarranted. I mean, back in the day, a lot of those old RC helicopters, you know, I mean, we've taught her, we've talked about it on the show before, how the back in the day it used to be, you go to a fun fly and 
you'd have more helicopters going home in bags than you would going home in one piece where that's, you know, the opposite nowadays. But a lot of these guys still know, are, are some of these guys are back from that era kind of a thing, right? And of course, RC helicopters are more difficult to fly and blah, 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 right? And so I do wonder, like... I don't think what, it's that, though. I, I think there's part of that. But even still, even if it's not just that, do, is there something that you think us RC heli guys could do to try and... And make and and help to improve the relationship between rotary guys and fixed wing guys. Like, is there something that we can do to do you try? Want my honest I, opinion. Like, I know, like at my club, man, we've got a great we've got a great relationship at my club between the heli guys and fixed wing guys. We really do. And I wonder, like, yeah, sure, give me your honest opinion. What do you think? I think um, so. I, I don't think there's anything we can really do. I think the the reason why these people are are like this is not because we're helicopters. It's not because we fly, you know, these blades of death and blah blah blah, flying lawnmowers, whatever you want to call them. It's because we do 3D. That's the main thing. You get 3D airplane guys sitting next to these guys who do the pattern and stuff. They get freaked out because of their airplanes because they're so close and they're hovering and they can touch the thing and blah 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 yep. all that stuff. Yep, yep. They get they get hundred percent just just as scared of those guys as they do of us. It's okay. 3D because it's so above their flight capabilities that they can't make sense of it. It looks like you know when I when I see and I know how it is when I see like you know half the guys in fucking Southeast Asia. You know, or or Kyle Stacy or Nick Maxwell, and they're doing craziest things with the sticks. And I'm like, yeah, if I can slow it down, I could probably understand it. But like at this speed, I don't understand what I'm looking at. It's just blah, 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 all over the sky, and and to me, I know that's 3D, and so it doesn't scare me. But to a planker guy, that scares the living daylights out of them. They think that thing's gonna come right at their head and chop their head off. They don't. They they just they're fearful of of the unknown because they don't know how to how anyone can control it like that they don't think that anyone can control like that even though it's obviously possible kids do it kyle does it nick maxwell does it right these ben thorick these professionals they do it but it's it just it's so much over their head that they are godly afraid afraid of it and because of that they hate it what they don't understand they end up hating right I can see that that's probably part of it. Absolutely. Cause I, I, I think you're right. I've seen, you know, I have seen some of that dislike towards some of the 3d airplane guys too. Absolutely. And I think, I think a lot of them also think it's dangerous too. Yeah. But we but, all know it's not really that dangerous, right? Like an mm-hmm. helicopter goes in, it's going to ball up pretty quickly. Yes. You can fly into yourself, but you know, beyond that, like if, and if a crash happens, it's usually going to end up in the ground as quick as it can go, like as humanly possible, right? Like, you know, mm-hmm. you don't usually have to worry about it coming at you. Yeah. Obviously, you know, if you're standing in the flight line, there's that, there's always that risk. So, but like not for spectators, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. Uh, but I do wonder though, too, like there's, there, there seems to be, uh, I, I, I can't see that it's just that. There's got to be more to it than just that. I mean, I'm not going to say that's not, part of the issue i i do think that you're there is there's a lot of truth to what you're saying mm-hmm. but even there i wonder if there's something that we as rc heli guys could do like you know how often 
the only thing we can do is indoctrinate them. Well, we need to bring them into it, into the helicopters or into 3D in some manner, well, and then those usually. Yeah, but will the, but there's it. some guys that you you can't change, like no, or, you won't. like sure. you know, I was talking about Bicar. Bicar. Bicar wants nothing more than to have a 30cc scale plane that he can go out there and put around, make the most god awful turns ever, and land it. Mm-hmm. And if he can achieve, if he can achieve all three of those things, he's happier than pig and shit. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing more than they want. They, you know, I always say that my like club, that. yeah, yeah, my club is a social club with a flying problem mm-hmm. because you got these guys that just come in and there's like ten or twelve of them and they circle around. It's like the next, the next great aeronautical committee because all they sit there and talk shit for hours and hours and hours. And I've been there. I've been there on days where there's been like five guys, and I'm the only one getting flights back to back. But to is the that point really that I gotta ask. Thing, no, it isn't. But you can't comp- you can't compare the two. You can't see. You can't try to. This is where I think Steve and I are seeing eye to eye. They're, they don't want to change. No. W- the the way that they're doing, they want to have their like. I wish I could share my screen on on Discord so or my here so you can see my feel. Like there is plenty of flight line to have a couple of planes and a helicopter going, no problem. Mm-hmm. But because they're just so used to doing the things the way they do yeah. them, it's, it's it's the hobby no. to them, right? Like the hobby to them is yeah. That. Like I've tried to talk to them. It's like, hey guys, could we get it so after like two o'clock we get the last fifteen minutes of the hour to fly? You know, we let you guys have the entire thing for the first forty-five minutes. I just want the last with. No, we don't. We, there's no flying of helicopters or small aircrafts on the main runway. I get that, but that only allows me to fly. And I try to come at them from a v- very rational standpoint, very mm-hmm. reasonable. Like, you know, like Steve made a good point. It's like, I'm not paying half of the, f- uh, of the membership. I'm paying the full membership. I just yeah. can't use the whole thing because, or I choose not, or this the way I say, well, you choose not to use it because you don't fly a plane. Well, I changed that around to really get on their nerves. Yeah. And then I'll, fl- I'll fly a plane low to the ground, something like that. And just, just, cause they react to that. They want that thing up in the air. They want it to be scale. They want it to put around the sky, you know, with these horribly tuned engines and these, <laughs> you know, they're, they're, it looks like a work of art, but they fly like utter shit, you know, like, and one of the most vocal people at my club, it's the one that's so against it. And he's like, the epitome of a horrific pilot. Like I wouldn't share if I flew planes, I wouldn't, I wouldn't share this guy with this guy. Cause I'm afraid (laughs) this guy would hit me. Yeah. Like the guy has no expo. It's like the most jittery jankiest plane. And he talks like he's the next great coming when it comes to scaled aircraft. Yeah. So I I know at my club, I know at art, my club, one of the, you know, there's one guy that likes to consider himself to be the sort of the safety guy at the club. And he's definitely by far the, one of the worst pilots in our club as well. And, uh, if there's anybody that I am not turning my back to the flight line, it's when he's flying. But, you know, at the same time, I don't know, maybe cause I found it at, at the clubs that I've been a part of, I, for some reason, for the most part, I've haven't really seen, experienced a lot of those problems. And I don't know. And that's, this is why I'm asking some of this question is, as. What What is it that, I mean, okay, there's always a stereotypical Canadians are supposed to be nice and all that kind of thing. But the fact of the matter is, I don't 
see, and I'm not saying that those problems never happen up here, but I have not really seen that uh, to the same extent that some of you guys are describing. And that, I guess that's why I'm wondering whether or not there are how things. How many that members we do you do. have in your club? Uh, we're capped at 50. 50? And out of 50 yeah. members, how many are active flyers? Uh, I'll say maybe 20. Okay, the other 30, have you spoken to them? Because I bet you no. they would feel opposite of what you're saying. The 20 that fly, maybe. They have seen you fly, they, you know, they get used to it, they kind of, mm-hmm. okay, you know, he's doing his thing, and it's maybe. fine. But I bet you the other 30 that have a vote are being like, well, it's dangerous. No, those things are dangerous. I remember those things being dangerous. They, they're unstable. They crash all the time. Yeah, those but then, blades will come spinning <laughs> off and hit you in the face. It'll stab you. You'll die. Time, yeah, and, and you could be right. But then at the same time, most of those other 30 guys, they don't even come to the club meeting. They don't even come to the field at all, period. Even other, uh, even the other plankers in the club have no idea who they are. So I'm just a saying. lot of those guys just have their, just hold their membership just so just because they can and I thank them for I, that I'm every day because it means I can keep lying. Of people, <laughs> a lot of people, like like Frank was yeah. saying, are in it for and, a social club and not for flying. Yeah. But that's just that, it. Like, they, these other 30 people just, don't ever come anyway, so they're not even coming for the social club. But that's the thing, though. Right? Like That's how my field is. They don't ever come fly, but they do go to the meetings, and then they bitch, and they complain. Yeah. About See, what? About the runway not being flat? When was the last time you used the runway? Yeah. And our guys, our guy, and the guys at our club, oh they my don't God. even come to the th- for the thirty members. They don't even come to the meetings. So, so I mean, uh, they don't. The thing show up is, for is any I think in stuff. my club, so. you have to show up for a certain amount of meetings, or you don't yeah. end up being a member because you have to vote and you have okay. to do certain See, things. See, we so. only have we actually only have one meeting a year. That's it. We don't actually have a monthly meeting. We just have one what? meeting, annual general meeting, once a year, and that's all we have. That's it, oh, which so. is nice. Lucky, yes. yes. It's nice, Lucky. but also nothing ever gets done then, right? Uh, no, actually that's been one of the advantages. How do you vote on it if if people aren't ever at a meeting though? How do you, how do you proxy a vote of 50 people? To be honest, if something we, we usually will go and talk about a lot of that kind of major stuff like that at the, at the club itself. Us and the executive. Yeah, but if it's not a club meeting, that means. That's only at the annual general meeting. Nothing's at the official. annual general meeting. It's it is an official. You can talk all you want, but there's nothing official being talked because it's not being done it's, recorded. It's there's no. It meeting. is recorded on the annual general meeting. It's recorded. But once I'm just a saying. Year at the you're saying meeting, you're saying right? once a year, but when you guys have other agendas and other things you need to talk so, about, you guys just do it at the club. But that means then, it's not official. And then after not a that, after that, what we do is we discuss things like that amongst the executive only. And then if we dis- decide that there is a need for, uh, for See, that's club a right in- involvement, for if there's a, if there's need for club involvement, involvement, then we will actually send out a mass email and do a, an email vote is what we will typically do. And we've done that numerous times, but the fact of the matter is a lot of the stuff that we is done in our club too. It's, I mean, our club is fairly basic. We don't have power. We don't have an actual we don't have power. We don't have any don't of that kind of stuff. And so a lot of this stuff, if it's it's pretty much if somebody feels like they need to get it done, then he you know, if that person's willing to go do it, then go and do it, kind of a thing, right? But as far as a major thing like this, Who yeah, definitely. we'd be having a big major club of club meeting and vote and we actually have called in 
and, and out, out, uh, an extra meeting if we have to, we will do that too. But generally, it's just the annual general meeting. We discuss all of that stuff at the annual general meeting. Of course, you know, we have a lot of people at, oh, I'm just going to go to the fly, club to fly. I don't care what you guys do. I just go to fly and that's it. And I'm not worried about anything else either. So, so I wish my club would let me do that. Yeah. My club makes a stop for everybody at the meeting and they do it at the best time. They do it at like 10, 30, 11 when it's the best time to be offline. They want to come in and have a meeting. And I'm always telling them, I was like, won't you have the meeting at five or six o'clock in the afternoon when there's no one here, when there's no one wants to be here? Oh, because no one would attend this meetings. I was like, mm-hmm. so you're going to put, you got to put it to the lowest common denominator to have everybody and their mother here mm-hmm. instead of just having the people that actually want to be here and talk and make effect change and do things. And he's like, well, no, Frank, I can never get rid of that because some of these old guys, I'm like, again, I'm not old. I'm not in my sixties. I'm not retired. I don't just show up to t- shoot the shit with you. I shoot. I fly. I come here and I pay here to fly. I don't play here. I don't pay here to sit and wait where you guys have a meeting. Yeah. And that's always that's that always rubs them the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I'm very fortunate to be where I am, and I know, and I know that I am very fortunate to be in the club that I am. Our our current our club president. Are you is even very in much, that club I don't anymore? care about politics. So what's that? Are you even in that club? Technically, I'm actually still vice president of the club, which is another suggestion. Maybe you need what you need to do is get yourself on the executive. So, so that that was something that was suggested, right? Like I, I know, think it was me can't, that suggested can't, that. Can't beat them, join them, right? Take over the the thing. The problem is, is it doesn't matter if I'm the president and three other guys are are like the three other heli guys are the board, right? The problem is, is that we have whatever 140 members that are plankers that don't fly. That just want to be there for a social club and they want to have a vote. Yeah. And we can't do anything without their votes because if they don't get a chance to hear it out and vote, then they don't feel like the club is being a club, right? Yeah. In, in AMA and in, in our bylaws, if you don't have an AMA, you're automatically removed from the club. You have to do have a valid have, AMA. You don't actually have, you don't have a thing for members that are non flying members. Like for no, like no. a lot of clubs here in Canada, their no. you know their wives will become members of the club just so the you know guys husbands will sign up their wives just so the club no. gets a little bit more money kind of a thing and no we have our members money, are members so. our members are flyers if you if okay. if you pay for a membership it gives you the right to fly there's no mm-hmm. there's no like you know non member non flying member type of membership like okay. that's a social club shit like that should not yeah. exist see okay, I'm okay like, with that existing and I I look at it for one reason and one reason only. It's more money revenue. for the club to it's pay just our revenue, rent. right? And so then, just and, why don't you just increase yeah. the why don't you just increase the 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 membership? Because not everybody can afford that. Then, so if you have more members that can, you know, if you, that have, yeah. I mean, what's your what's your fly. what's your how much is your thing? Is it like five hundred dollars a year or something? No, it's uh, if it's less than a hundred, someone can afford a hundred. No, it's a little hobby. over. It's a hundred and thirty-five a year, I think. Hundred and thirty-eight. So one fifty wouldn't kill so, anyone. Well, I'm just saying, regardless of the prices, regardless of the prices, the complaints we got. When of we course, were they're going to complain when it comes to so, money, yeah. and that's the thing. Anytime <laughs> club money is being spent, everyone needs to vote on it because people will bitch yeah. about it, right? But no, no, I digress. Regardless, yeah. going back to kind of like this whole flight line thing, and and you know what they're doing is is basically trying to segregate the helicopter guys out, out from yes. the 
and I'm opposed other to guys. That. And and that's the problem that I see. That's the root cause. Yeah. The, the root problem that I see with this proposal is that they're going to try to segregate us and say that's your field and treat Frank the way they treat Frank. Yeah, and you know, and if, if it sucks to fly there at two o'clock, well, that's you. Sucks yeah. to be you. You don't have to do that. You can fly an airplane on this side, right? That's what they say, right? That's that's what they want you to do. They want you to just join them. But then as soon as you start doing 3D in there, oh, they're going to be like, oh. Like like real 3D, like Jace Ducey, whatever, like fucking crazy 3D, you know? Ethan Atir 3D or or fucking Jimmy, right? Jimmy, um, you know? Bowler, yeah, he's freaking awesome. Yeah. You know? Or Santi- Santiago. Santiago, Santiago that's, that's, Alex Fredrickson, yeah. freaking Lincoln, you know, like all these guys can yeah. fly airplanes. And I bet you they'd be saying the same shit. Oh, man, uh, yeah. you're going to have to fly three guys are fly- there now. That's what they're going to do. These guys are saying. flying way too dangerously. Yeah, way yeah. too dangerous. Oh, you're going to have to fly 3D on the heli line now. Yeah. And- you know, it's funny. There's a few guys that are like hardcore into IMAC. Mm-hmm. And they'll take the, they, they're like, and I always laugh at them because they are so like, oh my God, this is, this, th- th- we need to do this. And I see them just like dicking around with things. And that's, that's great. And some of them are good friends of mine, but there's a few of them that literally will complain if you go up and fly, if they're in the air and you fly in there at the same time. And I'm talking, like, I put a picture on the chat so you guys can see my feel. And those guys will get so mad if, like, I'm flying a nitro or, oh, God forbid, I fly my gasser. Even though they have a 120cc gas engine making three or four times the noise that <laughs> mine is. Yeah. Oh, my God. That is so loud. How can you even hear yourself think? I'm like pretty easy man i gotta put headphones on i can tune out that i can tune out that noise (laughs) and of course i say something back slick to them because i want to i want to get a reaction out of them because Mm -hmm. you know they deserve it they're just huge dicks for no reason yeah at the end of the day can't we just all get along and just fucking share the flight line who cares exactly Exactly. i've been in clubs that do that and it's great yeah absolutely the best atmosphere yeah Everyone enjoys everyone's flying, you know, yep. and, and that's fine. Like, that's the way it should be instead of this, yep. oh, well, you know, because you, you fly a lot more aggressive and, and, and you know, I can't fly as well. I, I, I feel like I have to land. Like, what kind of bullshit was that? That's just like, dude, grow a set of balls, man. I thought you were a dude, man. Like, what the fuck? Like, I don't yeah. understand why you would be so <laughs> butthurt that, like, I can fly better than you. And now, so emotional. That, you, you have to land. I Like, I have to land. I can't be flying because this guy wants to fly that's better than me. Like, really? Yeah. That's, like, gosh. talk about insecurities. Yeah. Talk about insecurities. Oh, my God. When I, when I read that in the email, I didn't even reply. I was just like, oh, anything I say, you're going to be fucking butthurt about it. So I ain't going to yep. say shit. Yeah. So one one thing that might come out from this is you know we have you know we have people that do different things in the world and 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 as their job and and one of us seems to have some good connections and and might be able to allocate a field for us and if they can Ooh. allocate a field for us even if it's only like two or three acres whatever doesn't matter whatever if it's clear space that we can take off fly in the air and land we will start a RCHO type of club. A Do club it. only Ooh. for helicopters. Do um, it. You know? Oh, wow. 
that'd be so great. And then, you know, yeah. it'd be great to get all the other heli guys in, in Virginia because we have some, you know, a little bit north of us, you know, that, that like to ride motorcycles more often than, than you know, and pickleball, what uh, that thing is. Like, they do they a pickleball a mile now, too, brother. Let's take a moment of silence for that, yeah. that podcast, you know. Yeah. Yeah, this is all they get. This is sad. I, tr- yeah. I tried. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Cliff between our- between mo- motorcycles and uh, pickleball, you know they got they got their you know, you know their hands tied up. So yeah, they might not want to join our RCHO type of club, but yeah. they don't want to have fun anymore. <laughs> yeah. So Steve, wh- when are you gonna sell me that plane of yours, the one that's up in the rafters that you're never gonna fly again? <laughs> the extreme flight one, the uh, yeah, the extra whatever. What it is. size? Yeah. What size is that? Is that is sixty inch, or is that smaller? It's small. It's like a forty-seven 48? or forty-eight inch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if it was bigger, I'd buy it off of you. But yeah. I already got one of those. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm. I'm gonna keep it. Eventually, I'll fly it. I mean, you know, it has a Neo in it. No, so, you won't. You know. No, you won't. Yeah. I'd probably not. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. Unless unless I can't fly helicopters anymore, then that's when I'll digress and start flying. You know. Airplanes. Hey, hey, hey. Once hey, you hey, get no too, need- once you get so old that the helicopter stays too far ahead of you, and then you can't. Can't keep mm. up to it anymore. I don't think Dude, that's just lower happen, the p- just just lower the pitch. <laughs> Two thousand eleven degrees. That's all you need, man. Yeah. Uh. So, anyways, you know, there might be a light at the end of the tunnel. Which you know, starting our own club would be a lot of work. There'd be a lot of uh, initial investment, but I think in the long run, can actually help the uh, heli community grow. As you know, we we kind of like modeling under RCHO and how they just kind of invite and, and welcome new helicopter pilots that kind of get into this. And, you know, there's, they're up straight about it. They, you know, people know what they're getting into when they usually come to RCHO and start flying helicopters there and joining that club. So mm-hmm. I think uh, if we can even get a little bit of that type of magic going in whatever club we'd create, I think it would be, uh, yeah. it'd be a win for all of us. So That place is magical, though. Now that sure you say it like that, that, that place is magical. You can never, you can, if you don't have a good time at RCHO, you might as well just go shoot yourself. <laughs> no, you like went there for the wrong ha- reason then, okay? <laughs> yeah. Go shoot yourself. You know? No. <laughs> go shoot yourself. Like, you're not, you're just, there's no saving you. There's no, no, no helping you. Just go you. fly airplanes then, okay? Go fly, be a planker. <laughs> <laughs> Even then, dude, you're the worst kind of planker. If you, go, if you, don't, if you don't have... If you don't have fun at RCHO, there's something wrong with you, man. That yeah, place you're, you're dead inside. <laughs> that place that place fixes depression. Like you got something going on, that place will fix it. <laughs> One weekend out of there, you're gonna be hungover sat Sunday like there's no tomorrow and you're gonna you're gonna smell like vodka and, and orange soda for at least a couple of days. Mm-hmm. You know? But that place is magical. I love that place. Yeah, and you're gonna be crying why it's not longer. <laughs> Why does it have to end? You know, man, the worst feeling it's and I usually leave my house on Thursday, right? It's all the shit that I missed Thursday at the event. Yeah. Like Thursdays I are think really th- popping these days now. I think this year I'm just gonna fly I'm gonna actually just fly up there. I'm not even gonna drive. I'm just gonna fly out there on a Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. You know, because planes are su- plane flights are super cheap from Miami to for North Carolina. Yeah. And I could be there in three hours, man. Yeah. It is, it is something to say to be there in three hours. 
get into your rent a car and be at the field, you know, an hour later or half hour later. Rent a car. Raleigh's not even far from there. Jay Trevor picks my ass up. Yeah. Yeah, it would. (laughs) But it's nice to have a car. I don't know. It is. I, I, I don't like to rely on transportation from other people all the time. Like maybe just pick me up or whatever, or maybe drop me off. But like, then it's like, I need to go to the store. I want to get some food. You know, it's just like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to have a car. <laughs> oh, dude, I, I have, I have a workaround for that, dude. I have the, the human hack. Hey, let me buy you lunch. Come on, let's go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I buy a lot of people lunches, man. Cause I want people to drive me around. Yeah. I think Chris Nutter would be there. So yeah, you got it. <laughs> He'll drive you around. Yeah. Nutter would be there. Dude, a the lot McTunes of people would be there. Year. A lot of people are going this they year. They are. Yeah, it's gonna. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna be yeah. fun, dude. I was thinking about that today at work, right? That's why I made a post, man. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, "Man, I need a fun fly." February uh, third week of February. The third week of February. Yeah, it's right after um, Valentine's Day. Yeah, the weekend after mm. Valentine's. Yeah. Yeah, Simone's mm. coming from Germany. I know. Uh, I think Altalone from New York is coming down. Like, yeah, he told me about know. it. Yep. Um, uh, so Diego and and um and um. That the and, weekend uh, is seventeenth or the twenty fourth. Dima, Dima, Dima's coming. Uh, twenty something. I thought it was a twenty something. Well, twenty third is a Friday. Twenty fourth is a Saturday. Yeah, it'd be that weekend then. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, it'd be twenty second or twenty third to twenty fifth. But yeah, hmm. Thursday is probably going to be. I'm going to probably take Thursday and Friday off and go. Hmm. I'm thinking. It's a good one, though. It really is. It's a, uh, it's cold. It's the coldest one. Uh, obviously, the one in November is a little bit warmer, being that it's uh, around Thanksgiving time in the north, in the southeast here. So it's not that bad. The chill out is cold. February, it's it's pretty cold. Um, so like what kind of temperatures? Uh, you'll love twenty second to twenty second to twenty fifth. Okay. What yeah. kind of temperatures? You, you you'll love it. Whatever it is, it's it's low enough that you'll you'll be fine with it. It won't be high. It won't be in the fifties or forties. It'll probably be maybe hit the fifties. You know, might hit the fifties. Okay. But I could live with that. But yeah, usually it's cold and it gets really cold at night. But they got bonfires. You know, they got tons of fires going, and you know other things uh, that'll keep you warm inside Jeez, out. Fifties, fifty so. Fahrenheit. That's ten degrees Celsius. That's like summer weather. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It'll be good for you. You'll be fine. Yeah. You know, hmm. it's not going to be like Urcha, you know, where it's like <laughs> actually nice and warm weather, and you're like, oh my god, it's, it's too it's hot. Like a, I feel like it's a hundred degrees Celsius. Yep. <laughs> no, and I have so. no shame in that either. <laughs> <laughs> so no, it'll be nice. Um, you know, for other folks, yeah, bring bring some heavy coats because it'll be it'll be freezing. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. I'll be wearing just a light sweater. Yeah, a hoodie. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, are else? we done here? I guess so. I don't really care. I think this? so. I think we <laughs> solved the whole, the, the solved the world problems here. Yeah. 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 Ignore, yeah. Them and, uh, ignore them and start your own club. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, you know, adversity is what fosters a lot of stuff. So yeah. I think it's, know, I totally. think it was a good discussion to have, though. Yeah. So. I do believe so. So cool, cool. Uh, so uh, next next up, we'll probably see then uh, a new fun fly on a new field be born. So that'll mm. be cool. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. All right. So you guys have uh, then anything else? 
Contact? Yes, contact information. So, um, if anyone wants to get in touch with you, Darren, how would they do that? Well, you're welcome to try Facebook Messenger, but don't expect an immediate reply. It could be days, it could be weeks before I actually reply. That's but, a lie. He replies right back to me. <laughs> When's the last yeah, time you pretty, sent me a yeah. message, though, on Facebook? I don't know, but you replied right back to me. That's all I remember. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I, easiest is rchellydarren at gmail.com. Okay. All right. Uh, how about you, Frank? Find me in the Hangout. Fair enough. Find me on the fi- book, Book of Faces. Book of Faces. <laughs> the, the facial, facial book. book. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Steve, if someone wants to get in touch with you, how would they do that? Uh, yeah, facial book, Instagram, YouTube. Those are my primary methods of sharing stuff. So that's primary methods of getting in contact with me. Um, but yeah, Steve Y-U-N on Facebook, S-Y-U-N 79 on Instagram. And I don't know what my YouTube is. It's like DJ Tango or some shit. So, but yeah, come find me on Facebook. That's the easiest way. Message me. Um, I will respond. If, if we're not friends, then maybe I'll see your message and then I'll respond. But sometimes those kind of get lost in the the stream. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. All righty. So um, if uh, if you want to get in touch with me, which probably um, since I'm uh, I've been bombarded with uh, that I'm not into the hobby anymore or whatever. Um, so, but anyways, if you want to get in touch with me, it's, it's it's just a fact, my friend. It's just a fact. <laughs> <laughs> just calling how we see it. Oh, come on. So if you wanna if if you wanna send some hate email to me, then uh, you can send it to toadyscall at gmail dot com. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram, yes, uh, Toadiescoil. Uh, you can also visit my YouTube channel, tinyurl.com slash Toadiescoil. That'll take you to my YouTube landing page and leave a comment there in my videos. So uh, I guess that's it then for today. So I want to thank everyone that has been uh, listening to us. Hopefully we'll have a much better year. And of course, Happy New Year and hope that everyone had very nice holidays. And I guess that uh, we'll talk to you next time. You bet. See ya. All right. Bye-bye. and outtakes bloopers and outtakes and there was much rejoicing Okay, 50. Okay, I think that's good. So testing, testing. Yes, I'm... Happy New Year! Oh, I think I muted Steve. 
I haven't said anything. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. There we go. <laughs> no, he muted himself. <clears throat> Thought you were moving your lips there for a minute. No, maybe I am. I kind of <laughs> fly my mouth open sometimes. I noticed. <laughs> Happy New Year! I could turn down the gain a little bit. Let me see. Uh, let me <coughs> a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. I'm you need to move that microphone further away from the computer is what you need to do. Uh, the, the, the cable doesn't get that far. That's a problem. Well, you know, USB extension cables are pretty cheap. Uh, you're right. You got me there. <laughs> In fact, knowing you, I wouldn't be surprised if you have a couple of USB extension yes. cords sitting yeah. there. Yeah, you're right. I probably have a couple <laughs> sitting there somewhere. I have like a box full of cables. I was chatting with a friend about that today, and he's like, well, you should just go and mail him one. <laughs> just mail him a USB extension cord. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but you're right. I mean, I have two boxes of cables. One is sitting right by my feet, and there's another one on somewhere in the basement. Happy New Year! Yeah. And then, Mr. I'm, I don't know where the microphone is. Is now on, finally on? Hello. Right, Frank? You hear me now? <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Damn it, I was hoping for technical issues. Please <laughs> stay close to the microphone today. I'll try not to. I did fix my chair, so I'm I'm more of a it's right there. It's just <sighs> the biggest Happy New Year. Yeah, and we, we have you have to keep you have to we have to use this podcast as a means of uh keeping me up with the latest Facebook stuff. <laughs> That sounds like a you problem, not a me problem. <laughs> it's a we problem. No, it's not. It really isn't, though. It's you it's, can't. It's, you, it's you, a Javier problem. It is a Javier problem. You you're on Instagram. You are very well known, and you're basically on on Meta. So you're on Facebook already, basically. <laughs> yes, I'm part of the plat- platform, but still not part of Facebook. It it would take my entire day. I would be so Why unproductive. Would- why would it take your entire day? You have more self-control than that. Do you piss and shit yourself when you when you have to go to the bathroom? Or do you... No, but I, I like to be a nice guy and answer my my comments as soon as possible. You know, okay. I don't want to leave people hanging. Just turn off notifications. Turn off notifications, especially when you're working. That's all. Happy New Year! And yeah. I'm, to like, I'm to the point where I think I'm going to order a 30% kit and just build a kit big ass monster kit like that because that way I'll, I'll stay what are you actually going to build it yourself and not have somebody else build it for you you know <laughs> queens that would hurt my feelings any other day but i've done that in the past so <laughs> with, with both helis and planes so i'm not really afraid i'm not really afraid to give someone an opportunity to improve their building skills on my model <laughs> or let them experience the uh the you know the joy of a nice new build you know Sometimes yeah, that's true. People oh. can't afford it, so they live, you know, vicariously like, by doing everybody else's work yeah. for them. Yeah. 